0: What's up, y'all? This is Todd Gurley, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Uh, and I thought my jokes were bad. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here pull your head off. How about a magic trick? this is where it's at the fantasy football plug podcast you know that we got it poppin oh yeah that's apparent got a shout out to my homie one and only jay Parrish. yeah tune in you already know what's up they call him the fantasy football plug it's time to turn it up i bet you can't get enough got him bouncing like they in louisiana ah bruh hey the fantasy football plug podcast let's go Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug podcast. I, of course, am Jay, the Fantasy Football Plug, coming at you with yet another installment of my 32-team fantasy relevance. Today, I'm hitting you with the Buffalo Bills. Like I stated before, folks, um, I would love to give all the shout-outs in the world. I've got so many people that I'm thankful to, -to hard-to-start fantasy football Podcast Kev, Piggy Bank Picks, Complicated Kai, um, geez, Joe Morley, uh, God, man, for the win! Podcast, the Fantasy Football Guy, uh, my boy Nick. I mean, just so many people. So I'm sorry if I don't get to all of them. I I just got to keep going to try and get all these episodes out. I, I'm sure all of you understand. I know y'all are putting in that grind too. So um, here we go. The Buffalo Bills out of Buffalo, New York. The Coldest, craziest fucking place in the world next to the Raider. Like they they jump and crash through burning tables. Yeah, you heard that shit right. And they're not even in the WWE. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. I mean, you gotta give it to them. They've got some uh they've definitely got some um tradition there. So nothing but props to the Buffalo Bills and their fans. Um here we go, the Buffalo Bills. Used to be one of those teams that if your favorite squad was going up against them on Sunday, you had nothing to worry about. That has changed. Doing what they can to add to their offense, they are even stronger on defense. They have a young quarterback in Josh Allen and I have to admit I am a fan. Allen is the perfect example of why rushing is so important when it comes to QB fantasy evaluations. The 2018 first-round pick finished as fantasy's number six QB last season despite ranking 23rd in passing yards, 21st with only 20 passing touchdowns, third worst in completion percentage at 59%, and 11th worst in yards per attempt at 6.7. He finished as QB six with all that shit. Of course, Allen also produced 109 attempts, 510 yards, and nine touchdowns rushing and has now paced the position in rushing touchdowns in each of his two NFL seasons, 17 total. Allen's passing troubles remain a red flag, but the addition of Stephon Diggs should help his cause. And I know I've said this a million times, Stephon Diggs has the highest at 62.2% contested passes caught since 2017 of any receiver. So Allen just needs to get it near him. And he'll go up with that jump ball, and he'll catch him. As long as he keeps running, Allen will be a back-end QB1 option. I love me some rushing QBs. The Bills want to get the ball down the field. Um, I mean, that's obvious. They will start their offense with the run game. And they will use a combination of second-year player Devin Singletary and their third-round pick Zach Moss out of Utah in their backfield. Another RBBC. You might think that Singletary would be considered the feature back with Frank Gore gone, but he's not really a a 20-carry-a-game guy, so Buffalo will mix and match the two of them. Um, I mean, what can I say about Singletary? An injury injury may have limited Singletary's uh, early-season contributions during his rookie campaign, but the 2019 third-round pick quickly overtook Frank Gore upon his return. During weeks 8-16, through 16, Singletary handled a generous 14.9 carries and 4 targets per game. He was held to 3 touchdowns but was ninth among running backs in scrimmage yards while playing 74% of snaps during that span. Though he struggled after contact, Singletary's 5.1 yards per carry was 6th best among backs. Singletary is expected to work as a lead back again this season but his 5'7", 203-pound frame will limit his volume. He's a little fella. Expect rookie Zach Moss to be heavily involved, along with Josh Allen, at the goal line. Singletary may struggle to clear a half dozen touchdowns, but will get enough work to flirt with top 20 production. So, I mean, there's still a reason to look at Singletary, but Singletary needs to be looked at late. Uh, Zach Moss. What can I say about Zach Moss? The Bills selected Moss with a third-round pick in April's draft. Moss is an elite prospect in two key areas, yards after catch, which is second best in this year's rookie class in 2019, and forced missed tackles, which was second uh, in the rookie class. The Utah product – Has terrific size at 5'9", 223 pounds, and the balance, toughness, quickness, and receiving ability to emerge as one of the game's top backs. Though speed is a major concern um, following his 4.65 40-yard dash at the Combine. The only reason I ever bring that up is if it's a concern or it's something that's kind of special. Otherwise, fade that shit. Like, it doesn't make it. You could be slow as shit at the 40 and still be a monster of a running back. So... You know, Zach Moss definitely has the skill set to be a monster. Um, so Moss joins Devin Singleberry, Single, Singleberry, Singletary in the Bills' backfield. The two figure to limit each other's fantasy output, though the rookie has 20 pounds on his new teammate, which could vault him into a significant role on early downs and at the goal line. Moss could flirt with with a flex radar and a fine mid-round target. Um, which I've seen him going there in mocks, honestly. I've seen him and Singletary going around the same time. I've seen uh, Moss go before him. I've seen him go after. Um, It's just up in the air on whether you want to take a risk on either of those two. I'll be completely honest, I'm not. Um, At receiver, they have every dimension you could want. I mean, they have a vertical guy in John Brown who they signed last year and turned out very valuable to them. They picked up Stephon Diggs in a trade with Minnesota and he can do everything. They have Cole Beasley coming back. He's your prototypical slot receiver and he's always Cole Beasley is one of those guys who's just like the energizer, Bunny. just keeps going and going and going and he will always give you at least 10 PPR fantasy points um, some I looked at since he was with the Cowboys. It's just always been the same so Cole Beasley is definitely somebody to look at um, later on in the season if you just need like a filler um, Stephon Diggs Diggs was traded to Buffalo during the offseason and will now operate as the Bills' top target. The 26-year-old posted a trio of top 25 fantasy campaigns during his final three seasons in Minnesota, but now moves to a low-volume run-first Buffalo offense led by the inefficient and scramble-heavy Josh Allen. You know, it's funny they say that he's going to a run-first offense when he was in Minnesota. Anyway, you know, Dalvin Cook and all that. So... Well, Dalvin Cook is always hurt, so I mean, maybe whenever he was, eh, I don't know. Anyway, they're a run-first offense that he went that he went from, and he went to a run-first offense as well. So I mean, don't let that fade you. Um, so the twenty-six-year-old uh, figures to lead. I mean, it, look, a decrease in production for Diggs is imminent, imminent, imminent. <laughs> Which is a concern, considering he was only the wide receiver twenty-four last season, despite Kirk Cousins's extremely efficient campaign and with Adam Thielen sidelined. Um, again, run-first offense. Diggs, who has never appeared in all sixteen games of a regular season, is likely to be overdrafted and is best viewed as an as a wide receiver three. Which I hate saying. I don't believe that. I think. Look. I say I don't believe that because, you know, I, I, I wrote this up, and I typed it up, and I'm reading it now, and after, after some thought, I think he's a decent wide receiver too, honestly. I think he could be a wide receiver too, but before, whenever I was going over this and typing all this up, the wide receiver three came to mind because, you know, he could be a third wide receiver that you pick off in drafts. That's what I mean by wide receiver three, so, and I think that's what everybody means by wide receiver three, so I digress. Pick him up where you feel that you should get him. I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a lot better than most people are giving him uh, credit for. I understand he has a tough schedule. Um, Bogart, my guy, he is unbelievable with his analysis as far as schedules and stuff goes. I mean, any kind of analysis, he's he's awesome. But he's definitely good at being able to tell you who's playing who, what matchups you got to expect. And I know Stefan Diggs has a rough matchup schedule. But... He's still good enough to where he can catch some contested passes. So, I mean, they're going to be feeding him the ball a lot. He's going to get enough targets to be able to do something with it. Um, Look, that being said, like I stated, he's being slept on a little, but I'll gladly reap the benefits of people being afraid of drafting him, and I'll pick him up much later. Um, John Brown. Brown's first season with the Bills was a giant success as the vertical threat set career best marks with 116 targets, 72 receptions, and receiving – 1,060 yards. So, I mean, he, he definitely balled out. Um, Brown handled a generous 26% of the target share during 15 regular season games and finished 20th at wide receiver in fantasy points. Despite the strong output, Brown's fantasy stock has taken a hit due to Buffalo's trade for Stephon Diggs. With an expectation for reduced target share, a vertical roll that limits consistency and receptions, and a run-heavy scheme, it's hard to view Brown as a safe weekly starter. The 30-year-old is a fringe flex option at best. John Brown will have the will have those games that will have people scrambling like a motherfucker to get him, or he'll do it while he's on your bench. He's going to be one of those players. I got lucky last season and got him. So he he killed it for me. It eventually became he was so damn good that it, or like he put so many. Fantasy points up. It became a point where all you have to do is just set him in the in the lineup and he's good. I mean, the dude's fast. He gets open. He can catch the ball. So, I mean, look at that as well whenever you look at Diggs. I mean, anybody I talk about as far as Cole Beasley or John Brown or anybody is going to take a hit because of Diggs being there. Um, speaking of Cole Beasley, Beasley wanted a bigger piece of the pie, and he certainly got it in his first season in Buffalo. The undersized slot man set career highs. In 104 targets, six touchdowns, and route to the w uh, to the wide receiver 34 finish in fantasy football, despite a generous 19% target share, Beasley's low ceiling remained a problem as he managed only three weekly finishes better than 26th. Strictly a short area target, Beasley has finished every season of his career in the 11th percentile or lower in average depth of target, and his 2.9 opportunity adjusted touchdowns suggests he's headed for regression in the touchdown department. Again, miss me with that regression shit. Buffalo's trade for Stephon Diggs will cost Beasley plenty of targets, so the 31-year-old can only be viewed as a low-ceiling bench option in deep PPR leagues. So, like I was saying, he's definitely a 10-point guy, at least in PPR leagues. It'll be rare that he has anything bigger than that, just because of his target share. Um, At tight end, I think Dawson Knox, their third round pick out of 2019, could really emerge and develop this season. He may not turn out to be a volume receiver, but he can threaten defenses because he is very, very athletic and he also has vertical ability. Um, The Ole Miss product quickly earned earned his way to a significant offensive role. Knox played 64% of the offensive snaps and produced a 28-catch, 388 yards and two touchdown receiving line on 50 targets prior to uh, resting in week 17. The combination of plenty of downfield routes, his 9.2 average depth of target ranked sixth, and Josh Allen's inaccuracy of 20% off target rate ranked ninth, led to an ugly 56% catch rate, which was second worst in the league, Knox still managed a respectable 7.8 yards per target, which was 14th best. And tw- uh, the 23-year-old is an obvious candidate for a step forward in his second season. But with Stephon Diggs added to Buffalo's run-heavy offense, Knox is a borderline tied into at best. I'm telling you, Stephon Diggs is taking away from anybody else. That is another reason why I'm not sleeping on him. He's going to get the targets. They didn't, they didn't sell the farm to get a guy to just say, fuck it. They're going to keep passing the ball, so why why fade him anyway? Uh, defense. This is where the Bills really shine. Last year, the Bills were good against the run and against the pass, and great against the pass. They allowed 17 or fewer points in eight games. The caveat: they played relatively soft schedule. Shout out GMM Network. Um, this year. Their prowess will be tested by the Chiefs, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. So I'm interested to see what they do. Last season, they posted 237.5 fantasy points, um, 44 sacks, 14 interceptions, nine fumbles recovered, a safety, two blocked kicks, 1,045 return yards, a return touchdown, and on to their kicker, because I don't hate on the kickers, Steven Hauschka. What can I say about Stephen Hasker? I mean, 5 of 5 for 20 to 29, 7 of 8 for 30 to 39, 9 of 10 for 40 to 49, 1 of 5 for 50 plus, 30 of 32 PATs. Not a terrible line for a kicker. I hope I hope I hope you all enjoyed that episode of the Buffalo Bills for my 32 team fantasy football relevance. I will be coming back to you here pretty quickly. My next episode is the New York Jets. So, if you want to just fast forward to that, through that one, Um, That's fine. Um, But I do have some interesting stuff on the New York Jets I think you might like. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening, sticking around, and subscribing. Go hit up my YouTube and subscribe to that as well, if you wouldn't mind. Um, Anybody who does that, I do pay attention to who subscribes and who does all this stuff, and there are giveaways. Um, And my giveaways aren't terrible Uh, sports memorabilia, customized shoes, trophies. Um, I'm somewhat a savant when it comes to art. So I am happy to do any kind of customizations anybody's looking for, helmets, whatever. I can do it all. Anyway, that is if you subscribe to my YouTube, subscribe to my iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you can hear podcasts. I hope everybody enjoyed it. hope you're having a great night. I will be back shortly. I'm out. Sports is my life. I love sports more than anything. People that don't like sports are fucking idiots. Tune in. This is where it's at. The fantasy football club. You know that we got it poppin' Oh, yeah, that's apparent Got a shout out to my homie one and only Jay Parrish Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up They call him the Fantasy Football Plug It's time to turn it up, I bet you can't get enough Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, ah, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast Let's go!